Welcome to Three Point Landing. We talk about movies, games, and TV shows. I'm Misha. I'm Matthew. And today we're joined by Karen, who's here to tell us all about her CV. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and that will cover the whole episode. I'm the internet's Karen, except I use my Karen powers for good. I'm a copywriter, a former K-Zone editor, and a full-time fangirl. So thanks for having me, guys. Oh, yeah. Thank you for uh, joining us. Thank you for giving us the time of day. Thank you for speaking to us. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, I'm looking forward to this episode, Karen, because we're going to be talking about one of the big pressers, conferences, directs from the last week. The DC fandom, that all-in-one event where, I guess, Warner Brothers and DC combined, like, talk about all their big projects, their movies, their games, and all the stuff they've got lined up for the future in in entertainment. Yeah, it's basically one big flex from them. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I, I, I was impressed, actually, because when I first heard about it, I was not expecting much because SDCC Online was... Really sad. It was really sad. It was badly organized. Half the panels were buggy, and it just was not any fun. So nagulat ako dito na hey, this isn't bad. I definitely agree with you on that because I feel like it's now the benchmark for all future fandom conventions online. And I think we're all pivoting. Pivoting. There's the buzzword. If you say new normal, the- I'm walking out. <laughs> During a global pandemic. <laughs> It's interesting how uh, how we in these trying you know, times. kind of <laughs> you know the way they were able to execute it. I wouldn't say perfectly because I don't believe there's a perfect event. Something will always happen. I've worked in events before, so I know mm-hmm. how chaotic the back end can be. But it was so amazing. I love how they set up this whole storyline with the digital backgrounds for mm-hmm. all the different worlds that were illustrated by Jim Lee. So that was mm-hmm. pretty awesome. And I liked how they transitioned from one segment to the other. Also, I uh, did not shower at all because I loved how they looped everything in. Like three times. You could watch it three times. This is three-point <laughs> landing. Not too much information. But thank you for sharing that. Um... <laughs> What was I gonna say? No, um, I was uh, something that really got to me. Matthew, are you still with us? I'm still with you. I'm just listening. That's all. <laughs> no, something that really got to me was I found out that they'd actually designed it so that no matter where you were in the world, you would get the full 24 hour experience. And mm. I, they they actually broadcast in multiple languages so that everybody would get the full thing. There was Chinese, Spanish, uh, I think it was Japanese or something. I mean, they really thought this through. Did they have Filipino? Because I would have, been, I would have been jazzed if they had that in Filipino. But, but no, 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 there wasn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> we had a Filipino host, though. We had Gino. That's fair. He represented that, our country, but he spoke fair. in English. Yeah. So yay, yay, Gino. <laughs> Representation. So, uh, what were your major takeaways? What did you enjoy seeing, Karen? I enjoyed seeing how. Everyone was dealing <laughs> from their homes. I felt like every guest there was so eager for human interaction and socialization. And 
interestingly enough, I feel like there's even a more direct connection now with the fans because the, the fans were sending in their questions and then you could and the guests were talking to them directly. Also, right. I like that aside from all the big ones, of course, you got the mainstream movies coming up. They had all these little segments that I was actually more interested in, like the creator side of the multiverse theory they had about women in the fandom so those were like the kind of mini segments that were happening in between and i'm hoping for more of that you mentioned that you like the that that, that we could have that kind of an interaction with the stars and vice versa because something that I, I remember reading before this um they were saying that the whole rationale behind fandom wasn't just to accommodate for the pandemic but also for the fact that in Comic-Con, nine times out of ten, you're going to line up for eight, ten, eleven hours to see Jason Momoa from 50 feet away. So <laughs> here, you're up close and personal with them. You can ask them questions. And uh, it, it really changed the energy of it, I, I think. The other thing that Karen talked about that I think I found the most fun out of, because, okay, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like, I'm not a big DC head, but because we were able to see the stars like from you know in this sort of pandemic situation, we got a, a window into like their their private world. However, filtered it may be. I mean, many of them put on their makeup. You know, they didn't just show like show up completely disheveled. But there's this sort of like you get this glimpse of their their personal world. Right. You know, from 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 broadcasting yeah. from home, and I thought that was fun. I wouldn't say it necessarily humanized them, but it provided this sort of like thanks to the magic of high definition video streaming. We got this sort of like tactile experience of connecting with our favorite uh, DC and Warner Brothers celebrities that, like you said, could not be possible when you're using Jason Momoa from 50 feet away. My takeaway is that they all had iPhones. Just you know, they had the little AirPods on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Karen, you mentioned the smaller panels. Uh, which one stood out for you? For me, uh, yeah, as I mentioned, I really like the Multiverse 101 because personally, I, I need to brush up on that because I know a lot <laughs> of worlds are colliding right now. I mean, you already had a glimpse of that with the Flash crossover mm-hmm. at the end. Right. And yep, then yep. I think that's going to happen again in the movie. Mm-hmm. I I also like the... Sorry, are we talking about the that? television crossover? Like that, that kind of stuff? Yeah, yes, yes, that was I, good. When, what's his name? Ezra Miller from the Justice League movie showed up on the TV show. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm a big fan of the, the CW Berlantiverse or whatever, like the DC TV shows. Um, I kind of dropped most of them for the sake of practicality. So I'm only really following uh, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow. And then when I get around to it, maybe Flash. But yeah, uh, that stuff's fun. But you know, if they tie that, thread that into the movies somehow, which seems a little bit of a pipe dream, that could be incredibly exciting. I agree. Can I just also add, I think as a con goer, what I love about the online aspect of it is because I'm a completionist, I'm able to watch everything because when you're there (laughs) offline at the actual convention, it feels like I have to, you know, (laughs) have to divide myself into several beings just to attend (laughs) everything. You guys know this if you've covered events as media. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, like, oh, right, I have to go right. here. I have to go there. Right. So many so many panels yeah. are running parallel to each other or overlapping with each other. Yes. Yeah. Then you yeah. have to budget your time. Yeah. And then you have, not just that. You have or to invest run. in you have phones. To, you, have to, you have to run from one side of the convention center to the other just to be on time for the other panel. Absolutely. Invest in cloning. Yeah, cloning. <laughs> cloning would be great. 
be like multiple men. <laughs> yes, and then you can all argue about which panel was best. <laughs> I, I I like the idea that they split it into two days, actually. Because they said they just had so much material that they couldn't fit it all into one. But yet they were still able to throw in a surprise panel uh, last week where they announced the return of Milestone Comics and, and, and gave us updates on Static Shock and all these things that we never thought that we would see again. So it just showed that this wasn't all just about games. It wasn't all about movies. Like They really cared about, about making a good experience for the fans, I suppose. Yeah, speaking of that panel, I really like their whole conversation about what it was like in the 90s. Like, they had that kind of throwback and they were saying, oh, after SDCC, you guys would throw, like, a party in a bar and then the rest (laughs) of us would just be, like, dirty and just look for a party in the hotel room. Like, it is so relatable. I I like that, seeing that side in our favorite creators. So, it was a fun... Dialogue. I, I think yeah, that, that's, ties, that's, that stuff oh, is sorry. fun. That stuff is juicy, grungy stuff. You know, the idea yeah. that people, you know, are now willing to share like all the crazy in between stuff of 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 the events <clears throat> of past. But you were saying, Misha? Yeah, ex- yeah. No, I, I was thinking that it ties back to what Matthew said, but parang because they're all generally at home, they're more relaxed, they're more comfortable. You know, they're not jet lagged. They didn't have to walk through three thousand people to get to their convention hall. They didn't have to, you know, they could just like be in their house and they're just totally chill. So they were just naturally comfortable, I think. I think that's also why there was so much content and there were so many guests yes. because it was a lot more feasible to just show up in front of your camera. Yeah, just, <laughs> just fly the all the way know. there. <laughs> yeah. Also, I think, I mean, just the mere fact that we're talking to you now, Karen, that I think this is part of that online experience where... It's so nice to be talking to a new person after so long. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, quarantine is not fun. I mean, I've known I Karen don't know how Matt like, will take that though. I, no, I, no I, I take no offense, but I've known Karen for eight years, and like we have talked back and forth, whether at conventions or online or whatever, or geek fight even. We've talked, That's you know, true. several times about possibly doing a thing or a collaboration or writing for each other or whatever. And it never really comes to fruition. But at last, the pandemic has happened. So now we can do a podcast episode. (laughs) At last, I have you in my clutches. (laughs) (laughs) We have each other in each each other's clutches. It's like, like, you know what the visual I have in my head is? The visual I have in my head is like, you know that scene in the old 2009 Star Trek where -hmm. where Sulu and and Kirk are just falling down and they are like holding on to each other, just spinning in the air? That's what it is. It's basically (laughs) this pandemic. The pandemic may kill us, but at least we're spending time together. (laughs) At least we have good company. Yeah, that's right. Because the world burns. Because who wouldn't want to be clutching Chris Pine on the way to a fiery death? Or John Cho. Or John Cho. <laughs> Why not both? Uh, our producer is giving us some great faces right now. I wish, I wish, I wish our audience could see it. But anyway, <laughs> if she uses her full yeah, names, but, it's all over. <laughs> yeah, but would you guys love that idea? Just circling it back to them talking about the grungy side of definitely um, geekery and comics. I mean, because now it's so glitzy and glamorous because it's in Hollywood already. But you know, there was so much you had to go through before it became this widely accepted. It's How true. do you guys feel about that? It's still on my list of life goals to attend SDCC in person. Someday I'm going to have the time. Someday I'm <coughs> going to have the money. But until then, 
this was a great show. This this gave me that whole Comic-Con experience without having to deal with a convention hall full of sweaty people who are way too close to each other and having to line up for hours and hours and hours and paying overpriced hotel prices or overpriced food or, you know, just being generally uncomfortable but telling yourself you're having fun. But I miss it. <laughs> I, I honestly miss it. Um, I know. I, <laughs> I miss it too. I miss but, the local conventions. Yeah. Same. It's it's a collective struggle, especially when you're covering an event, and then mm-hmm. afterwards you're all just chilling. After like, oh, did you go to this panel? <laughs> did you have to line up? Like, di ako nakakain, Like, I haven't eaten all day, but it was so awesome. That's basically <laughs> convention life. <laughs> Absolutely, but like you know, that's that's also convention life. Like, even if even if. <laughs> You're not covering it because you really want to take it all in, especially if you spent money to get there. Like I remember, I was at I was in Tokyo Comic Con in 2017, and their guest of honor was Stan Lee. But there were other people there, like Nathan Fillion was there. But I had to make a choice. I'm like, I can go to Stan Lee, I can go to Nathan Fillion. But I figured, and okay, you know, not for anything. I figured Nathan Fillion is gonna live longer. I'm gonna go see Stan Lee. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Good, you know, honestly, yeah, this decision. makes me laugh. This, this makes me <laughs> I, I laugh had to make a choice. <laughs> this, this makes me laugh because you, you ever play those? those uh, you ever play any of those story-based, choice-based games like like the like uh, Until Dawn or Telltale's The Walking Dead? Mm-hmm. I can't imagine like the whole world just fucking slowing down on Misha and like. <laughs> Where do I go? Ho- what do I do? Yeah, yeah, the camera hovers. Like you know, press X to see Stan Lee. Press B to see Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion will remember that. <laughs> and, oh, what's his name? Oh, but there was also Michael Rooker, but he's at every con, so I could live with that. That's true. This is fast becoming a discussion of why we miss conventions, which, by the way, is something we should talk about one day. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Did you see? I, I also liked in the lead up to this was all the little cosplay videos that they did with cosplayers from all around the world. That was fun. Just seeing people getting up, dressed up in their convention-ready outfits. Unfortunately, they were all stuck at home. But they were joined in these compilation videos, like with the actors who played those same characters in the DC movies. So that, that was a bit of a treat. Yeah, building on that, Misha, my favorite part there was when they dressed up all the little doggies as DC characters. Yes, that was so cool. You saw the one that was jumping? <laughs> yes. It was so cute. Best. I, you, I, I think that's it. It's there's so much user generated content, so you are looking forward to seeing. Yes. All the you have to watch the whole thing and wait for yourself to show up. Like there's <laughs> also that extra draw. That's, that's that's where the engagement comes from, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Three point landing. Let, let, let's talk a little bit about some of the things that were discussed at the con at DC Fandom like like Matthew you know you're you're a video game guy what 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 did you take away what what did you what what engaged you uh well obviously my big takeaway was the two video games that was announced uh Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League uh a big deal video game by the same uh studio that made the very popular very critically uh praised Batman Arkham games Arkham Asylum City of Night and mm-hmm. Another interesting game called Gotham Knights by uh, WB Montreal. Now, I, I know a lot of people weren't really 
happy with those those announcements. Like people wanted Rocksteady to do a Superman game so badly. I right? thought like, they was, were going to do a Superman game. Yeah, because they put so many Superman Easter eggs in Arkham Knight. <laughs> Uh, uh, but I think this is an, an, an exciting uh, idea. Um, they're gonna be making the game into sort of like a, a co-op game where you know you play the Suicide Squad, killing the uh, having their sights on the good guys, and you know it's sort of you'd be like a team-based shooter kind of thing. We didn't see any real gameplay, just a very entertaining cinematic featuring uh, Karen's favorite Harley Quinn <laughs> and uh, my personal favorite Yay. King Shark. <laughs> I- King Shark is having so much visibility right now. I know, right? He's the best. <laughs> King Shark is awesome. I think that it's kind of ironic that the, the things that people would usually take away from the bigger cons, especially the people who don't get to who don't get to attend, they look forward to these big reveals, the trailers, the, the movie stars showing up, or, or, or the sneak peek footage of new projects. But in this case, those things, as big as they were, were, were kind of secondary to the whole experience. Mm, yeah, I'm getting that sense from you guys, the way you talked about the whole event, that it's not about, you know, I've got, uh, for the listeners, you know, I've got this list of like, you know, this reference list of what happened at the, at the at fandom, what announcements they made, mm-hmm. you know, but here we are talking about like the actual experience of it, the thing that cannot be reduced to just a bunch of like high profile announcements. And I think that's really, you know, interesting and speaks to what the real value of a fan event is for, you know, people. No, no kidding. I mean, I saw an article that said that this event reached 22 million people, more, more or less. And that just beat the living crap out of SDCC this year. SDCC couldn't even get as much internet traffic this year. Then it couldn't even match the amount of traffic they got during last year's live event, which tells you Honestly, how, how poorly it was attended. Honestly, I didn't, I didn't freaking notice that the SDCC happened. I mean, exactly. yes, I know. You know, I'm Mr. Video Games guy, Same. so I'm not exactly the ideal person for that. But even then, like, you no, know, but you usually I, take notice. I mean, you yeah, know when SDCC I, is on. Yeah, I know when SDCC happens, and I'll hear like, well, some big movie or or, or video game or comic or whatever or cartoon that is peripherally related to something I like will come by, and I'll say, mm-hmm. all right, SDCC happened, but nope, no such thing happened. It just. <laughs> yeah, I, I missed the whole thing. I, I didn't. I didn't even remember there was one until Misha brought it up. <laughs> it was kind of sad. It was kind of sad. They were not anywhere near as organized as the DC guys, which which is um, which is a good thing, I guess, because in the weeks leading up to DC fandom, we had nothing but bad news coming out of DC. Honestly. Oh, oof. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people lost their jobs. They closed off entire divisions. So, you know, nobody knew if this event was going to be a celebration or a funeral. I kind of yeah, know a bit like what they're talking about. Could you, could you, yeah. could you like, sure. clarify that for me and for the rest of the audience, uh, Misha, about what's Which going part? on with DC? About with DC and the layoffs and stuff like that. Like, oh, yeah. All, the I know is, all I know is AT&T and WB have debts there to settle. Go. And so they decide to streamline the whole operation, the whole company, including DC Comics. That's all I know. Well, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, by and large, the 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 comic book market isn't anywhere near as healthy as it used to be. As far as comic books go, comic book characters awareness is at an all time high. You got movies, you got TV shows, but comic book sales are at an all time low. And let's face it, in the middle of a pandemic, that's not entirely 
most people's priorities to keep up with what's happening in the comics, especially because you can find a lot of them online now anyway. So mm. AT&T, you know, they bought Warner Brothers. They want to see a return on their investment. No new movies are shooting. No new shows are shooting. So they got to cut corners somewhere. Um, mm. they, they shut down DC's toy division, which made fantastic toys and statues for years and years and years. They, they, they fired um, half the editorial board in DC publishing. It, it's, it's really scary, honestly. Because yeah, they have some disco- they discontinued some stuff, right? Uh, yeah, they, and nobody knows what's going to happen next, to be perfectly honest. That's why it was so refreshing. I mean, that's why some people said that splitting fandom into two was to push the comics as far away as possible until they knew <laughs> what to say. Oh, yikes. <laughs> so, parang, huh. What's your take on that, Karen? Which one about the which part? I mean, about bo- both about splitting splitting the event and about like uh, what's happened with the corporate restructuring of. I WB know. I just same. felt like I felt this dissonance because I've been hearing all those bad news. But I guess it was more of I enjoyed being with other fans, so it was a feeling of belonging. So I think that's yes. more of my take from DC fandom. Also, I was excited for Gotham Knights because although. It's interesting to see the Batfam take up the mantle. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's so many Batman games and here he's dead. So now mm-hmm. it's like the children. Or actually, actually, I'm glad you brought that one up because I'm actually excited yeah. about that game. Like, it's weird because when I watch the game, I don't think it looks, quote unquote, objectively great. But I'm just like jazzed about the idea of a video game that represents characters from the DC milieu who aren't like really pushed to the front. You know what I mean? Like Nightwing and his glorious ass and, you know, Robin <laughs> and, 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 and Batgirl. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm game for a game where, like, Daddy Bruce isn't in the picture. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, do you, th- do you think he's going to stay dead? Uh, yeah. The end of the trailer showed the Night of Owl, the, the Court of Owls. And yeah, those okay. guys have a nasty habit of bringing people back to life. <laughs> true, true, true. But it just, but it just means that we get to play at least twenty hours of these characters, you know, without having to feel like they're subservient to you know the bats, like in, to in an Arkham old man Knight. with daddy issues. And like, like if you played Arkham Knight, which I know you haven't finished, so I'm not gonna go into story here. But one <laughs> of the things that the game does is that they let you do this tag team thing where you get to fight alongside Catwoman or or Robin or whoever. And when you press a button, you do a combo with them and switch sides with them. But even then, the game is primarily Batman and sometimes you get to play the other characters. But full stop, I am excited to just, like, my main is going to be Batgirl, okay? My main is going to be Batgirl because, you know, I want to play the purple outfit, all that stuff. Yeah, I'm game for Batgirl, the video game, even if it means sharing space with her three shitty brothers. (laughs) (laughs) I know either her and I kind of want to try... Tim Drake. <laughs> oh, nice! I want to try. I want to try Nightwing because I want to see if he can do all his acrobatic <laughs> stuff. Honestly. Also, oh, so we're so we're in an agreement. We're all buying this game and we're playing together. Okay, good. Yeah, I was gonna and borrow we're gonna yours. But in CG. <laughs> <laughs> that, that reminds me. Uh, I, I've mentioned this to Matthew before. Like one of the reasons that they made Lara Croft a woman was they figured that if you're going to spend thirty hours playing a game looking at a character's backside. It may as well be that of a woman, a, a pretty woman. Mm-hmm. So now you can do the same thing with Dick Grayson, Matthew. I'm, yeah, no, no, I'm, 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 I'm behind. Oh, now, now, who do I play, Batgirl or Nightwing? Uh-huh. 
<laughs> juicy ass <laughs> or Barbara. This is equal <laughs> opportunity objectification. Of oh, yes. course. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> How about any of the movies? Did any of the movies catch your attention, guys? Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. I know everyone's like, hmm? Go for it. <laughs> I I really liked Shazam out of everything just because it's so DIY and it's so my energy how chaotic <laughs> that whole panel was and how it appealed to my 90s childhood because they brought out Sinbad I know he's thus, gonna be in this movie <laughs> yes thus addressing the Mandela effect of him <laughs> being in Shazam and now he's actually there <laughs> yep 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 and then they can put him on the front they can dress him up like a genie that would be awesome <laughs> Are there any good DC characters for for Sinbad to like (laughs) take over? Please don't bring in Shaq. I can't deal with that again. Shaq or Steel against real? No, no, Kazam. Kazam. Oh God, no, please. It's taken me like I think twenty years at this point to get over that one. That's like one of those things that does not need a sequel. I already got to put up with LeBron in Space Jam too. Shazam versus Kazam. It's gonna be like the new Batman versus Superman. <laughs> well, I guess yeah. anything would be better than Batman versus Superman. <laughs> hmm. oh. Man, man's got a point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, my favorite. Uh, I, okay, I got two. I like the Wonder Woman one, where you know where Venus Williams and Linda Carter showed up because you know she she, she she's Wonder Woman. How can you not? Um, she's actually showed up in a few uh, superhero productions, AV. She, I think she's, she was the, she's the she was president. president. Supergirl. Right, Supergirl. she was the president on Supergirl. Was she an alien? I can't remember. Yeah, she. it turns out she was an alien the whole time. I guess she'd have uh, to she be, was, be quite yeah. so perfect. But she was a good alien. More importantly, guys, she's the principal in Sky High. Yes, yes. yes she is. I love that. Are we you just going to have... Sky High is so underrated. We should have Cheesy Movie Club now at this point, Karen. Yes, I am like an endless source of it. Sky High is awesome. No, but oh. can I say, I think because you guys brought up Linda Carter, I'm very excited because next year, right? They're going to celebrate the 80th year of Wonder Woman. Yes. Oh, that's wow. super hype. And hopefully we can finally see Wonder Woman 84 on the big screen. <laughs> Did you guys like uh, Cheetah's reveal? Hey, at least she didn't cool look like a outfit. refugee from Cats. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure everybody who was working on Wonder Woman and, and, and Cheetah's visuals, I'm pretty sure they looked at, at Cats and they were like, not that. Yeah, they, they, were made, like, a list. they like, made a list of things not to do after they watched Cats. I, in fact, I think even before Cats came out, they were probably like, all right, let's see what happens with Cats and use that as feedback. <laughs> Me hoping that, that Kristen Wiig sings. <laughs> Come on. Well, I, I I could get behind that absolutely, but wait, she is. I remember I remember a story where where Jackie Chan was shooting Project A in like 1980, 1981 or whatever, and then somebody told him that Spielberg's new movie ET had a bicycle scene, and Jackie Chan was shooting this chase scene with bikes that day. He stopped production. He took everybody to the cinema to watch ET, and then when the bikes went up into the sky, he told everybody, "Okay, back to work. Okay, we're good. We're good." But in this case, I can imagine the entire CGI team of Wonder Woman 84 going to the cinema to watch Cats mm. and thinking, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, are they going to, oh, oh, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they, at the very least, they looked at Cats and they were like, okay, what that the part over there, they were like, that part over there where you can see a human hand, yeah, we don't have that. <laughs> just, 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 just. 
or nearly nude Idris Elba, which I suppose in other circumstances would be somewhat appealing, was not here. <laughs> he looked like a flasher. It was it just was very scary. uncomfortable. <laughs> and James Corden as himself. But it was so bad. Nothing yeah, good has come out of, since I saw yeah. that movie. <laughs> I know, and then the pandemic happened. Diba? And then the Fire Nation attacked. I mean, what else is going to happen this year? <laughs> it was the foreshadowing. Yeah, and now Black Panther's dead. Sadness. <laughs> oh, did you see? Speaking of DC, actually, their official Twitter account posted uh, one of the Black Panther posters of Chadwick Boseman, and they said Aww. that uh, his character transcends universes. Rest in power. I'm like, I thought that was really classy. Three-point landing! Uh, so, I want to ask you about the Sandman panel, because I know the two of you are big Sandman fans. Like, you know, so- What was up with Neil Gaiman's haircut? Like, seriously, I know it's a pandemic, but come on, he's rich. <laughs> um, I don't, you know, when you had that hair for so long, I don't think there's anything that's going to make you give it up. Fine, fine, fine. I like the Sandman panel. Yeah, you liked it? I, I like the things that I got out of it, I guess. <laughs> I mean, but I prefer, I, I there wasn't much energy, not compared to the others, honestly. But I just chalked it up yeah, to being me rich. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> but aren't these things we already know? Like, we know there's going to be a series, so they just kind of reiterated that We are here well. to, that is we are here to announce that the announcement but, uh, has been announced. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I like that um, he promised us what every single creator always promises, that they're going to be faithful to the source material. <laughs> no. but, you know, we're, you know, I think case-to-case uh, -case basis, we're, 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 we have varying levels of skepticalness or, 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 or faithfulness in when people say those things. But you are right that every time the, 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 the ubiquity of people saying they'll be faithful is really trite. <laughs> I mean, like, seriously, what else are they going to say? They're not going to say it's yeah, going to be right? garbage. Like, can you imagine someone going like, um, we intend to disrespect the material. <laughs> We're going to dress Wolverine in black leather and it'll be faithful. <laughs> no, but, in fact, uh, sorry, Karen. Yeah. But, but, sorry. But, uh, Nightwing's butt. No, um, actually, what I was thinking was... <laughs> Always goes back to dick. Always yeah. goes back to dick. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, I have the the kind of the war flashbacks from the American Gods oh. adaptation. So I'm a bit worried because that got a bit messy. Yeah. To be what fair, they started, they, they started strong. And then yeah. I don't know what happened. Mm -hmm. Well, I know what happened, but you know, I mean, actually, honestly. I think that's an interesting observation because, like, that's really the problem with the series, right? Like, I think whenever people talk about video games or comics, like being made into movies, I always go like, mm -hmm. "Oh, maybe they how? What can you do with two hours? Two hours is so little time to explore a massive work that means so much to people and has so much stuff going on in it." So, all of us get. I think all of us are in agreement that. A television show can be exciting because it explores that material with depth and room. But here's the existential question mm -hmm. that hasn't been talked about often enough in criticism, which is, well, a series can be good and faithful, but how long can it keep it up? You know what I mean? Like, it's just a, it just feels like such immense pressure to be like, you knocked it out of the park today, guys, but what about tomorrow? And the next episode, and the next episode, and the next episode. And I think that's definitely what happened with American Gods, at least from what I hear, is that, you know, they did it really well, and then... 
they just couldn't sustain it for for how many seasons, and mm-hmm. the fact that there were creative troubles and like you know in behind the scenes with changing producers or writers or whatever only made that worse. Uh, the dreaded creative differences. Yeah. <laughs> but it's okay. Have, have you actually, Karen? Have you heard the the audio drama of, of Sandman? The new one? Not yet. It's amazing. So, okay, I'm gonna check and, it out and we'll talk about it. <laughs> but that's what I appreciated about Damon talking about. He said that like the the the, the audio play pressured them, <laughs> it pressured them into making the show more faithful because the audio play was so incredibly faithful. Oh, this is a guy with a cool haircut. He's the one who was <laughs> directing that radio play, right? I can't recall, but yes. I think. <laughs> this is a guy with the white hair and he looked so cool and eccentric and I'm like, that guy's so creative. <laughs> so yes, I will check out the radio play. <laughs> that is my thought process. It makes sense to me. It makes absolute sense. I also would judge a radio play by the quality of the director. <laughs> <laughs> Who's playing? Del- is is uh, Delirium going to be there? I I have not checked the radio play so I'm not informed. Have you seen the, the cast is ridiculous. You just you, you gotta check this thing out. Honestly, it's on audio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, but don't you think that because it's a British thing, don't they just aren't they just all magkakakalala and they just kind of grab every? It's like always the same actor in every That's series. True. So there's only eight. Like, there's only eight working actors in all of England, and they've all right? been on Doctor Who at some point or other. Exactly. <laughs> Harry Potter, and then I, I guess in this radio play, they're just gonna <laughs> grab some people. But I know mm-hmm. there are some American voice actors as well because I know Kat Dennings. Yes, yes there, she's right? there. She's there. Yeah. In fact, if I'm, you know, if I'm gonna be absolutely, I, I actually think I like the cast on this. Uh, over whatever the live action version is going to be, because this is just insane. You got James McAvoy. You hit you. You you have um, 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 Kat Dennings. You have um, Arthur Darville. Is in I mean, here. that's the thing. I mean, like seriously, there's only eight actors in Rory. England. But that's a challenge, real, right? <laughs> um, like, you know, I look at this cast, yeah. and you know, it looks really cool. And I think what they're going to do with the material is hedging bets. It's going to be fucking incredible. But their ability to play those characters on film is a little bit more suspect. And uh, that's the thing. Audio liberates these these actors from the confines of their own fleshy prisons. <laughs> of their own that fleshy prisons. That, that got philosophical, bro. <laughs> kind of, sort of. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. What, I mean, what I mean is is that, you know, uh, an actor doesn't have to look like a character to, or, or be able to embody that character in a physical way to play them really well. You just look at the actors in the list of that radio drama and you think, oh, that guy's hot shit. He's awesome. Or she's awesome. She's going to play that character well. And so when they do the film, they have the challenge now. You know, what you were saying about the film being just as good as the audio drama or just being able to like meet that. Like they have the challenge of not just finding good actors, but finding actors who can physically embody them. And, you know, the cast of Sandman is very eclectic, you know, like all those Different characters just like look so weird and wacky and wild and you know physically varied. Man, I was just yeah, thinking okay. that Michael Sheen was also in Good Omens. That that that's what went through my mind. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna bring that up. I said I was gonna say that that's a good example of a great adaptation, to be and fair. that the radio drama was also great. So puede, yes, you can yes, have both. <laughs> Did you see the quarantine film that they made? Yes. Oh my goodness! I shipped, <laughs> I shipped them so hard. <laughs> 12-year-old me was looking for fan fiction 
on fanfiction.net and there was only like five and I would just repeat it over and over and now there's so <laughs> much content. <laughs> Each one filthier than the last. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> An or adventure for another day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was good that they gave a lot of time to the different, uh, more mainstream properties. But I'm really looking forward to what they do with the comics. Um, in the in the next installment, actually, because here we had like previews of Flash, of, of just uh, the Flash TV show, Justice League. Um, they told us Titan season three is coming up to make up for whatever the hell the second season was. <laughs> um, it um, th- there was a lot of mainstream stuff here. There was a lot of big um, announcements, big reveals. But I'm really looking forward to them talking about the comics next time because at the end of the day, that's where everything comes from. <laughs> Even if they don't share info, I was very entertained. Like, Shazam didn't have much info, but it was mm-hmm. an entertaining interaction. I really liked it. The Ask Harley Quinn, but I might be very biased <laughs> as a cosplayer and collector of Harley Quinn. But I liked how, you know, she was just, <laughs> she was just insulting the fan base by answering yeah. all those questions in a very dismissive way. And that just I gave me so much that, life. No info I, at all about the next character, episodes. right? Like she's not, she's not, not at shading all. the fans for real. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yep, yep. No, it's it's her as a cartoon uh, character, and then she's answering all the questions. Oh, so, this is ba- mm-hmm. so this is based on the animated series, though. Okay, yes, cool. yes. Well, I have to get around to watch, which is also getting another yeah. season. Oh, I I like Matt Reeves on the Batman because honestly, that guy is clearly just so freaking happy to be directing a Batman movie. Like he's not even trying to hide his enthusiasm. It was like like he's a ten year old who'd come out to play. Honestly, the way he was going on, he had like the most emotion you ever saw out of a British person ever. I know he was so enthusiastic. I have to say though, when I watched the trailer, all I could hear was like "Welcome to the Bat That was that was that was that was fifty percent of my Twitter that day. <laughs> Just people making you know, people I, making I my this. chemical romance jokes, and some of them very clever, not necessarily punching down. <laughs> You know, I think it's yeah. funny that, you know, ev- every Batman after Adam West has had the eyeliner, but it only became an issue mm-hmm. now. I think because usually when he takes the cowl off in the movies, you know, it magically disappears in the next shot, the, the eye makeup. They never actually show it on the guy. I mean, I would, would, you think yeah, of how super yeah. awkward it would be if, you know, they had a <laughs> scene where Alfred is just watching Batman putting eye makeup on before he puts his mask on every night? Uh, to be fair to him, it's a smoky eye. Excuse you. <laughs> Fine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Battinson. A lot more elaborate. Oh, I, 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 Fair you know, my, Maybe Alfred helps him put it on. I don't part, know. My partner and I watched those makeup <laughs> tutorials, uh, Karen. We know, what you're, we know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, speaking of, Andy Serkis. It, Andy Serkis is Alfred in this movie. He was also in the Sandman audio play. But yes, he, he, he's Alfred. And I think you can hear him talking a bit in the trailer. But honestly, guys, can we please talk about Colin Farrell? What, what the hell? You know, uh, I've had a great take. <laughs> I know. What in the prosthetics? <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, are they mad at him or something? I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I read, a, I, I read a, a great take on Twitter where they said that for the money that they spent for Colin Farrell and then put so much, like, so much prosthetics on him, that they could have gotten another actor, but for for much cheaper. 
Yeah, Richard Kind. He looks That's exactly, exactly like Richard Kind. About. Richard Kind. Oh my goodness. The guy from uh, <laughs> Mad About You, I think. Yeah, and um, Spin City with Michael Oh, yeah, Spin City. But still, I mean, it's just, you know, they, they, they could have, I don't know what they were doing. Like, as much makeup as Danny DeVito had on. He was still Danny DeVito. In 92, <laughs> you could still recognize yeah, I mean, him as I mean, Danny DeVito. I mean, he's still... His head. Not to insult Danny DeVito that he looks yeah, yeah. like a fish he, it's eating like, penguin. It's like Danny DeVito's head <laughs> shape is there and then they stuffed him in like a, a sausage casing filled with meat and then threw him down a sewer and then picked him up and then like drew black eyeliner <laughs> in his face. Wrong with like you? That, that's what it did. But you, you know, Danny DeVito's still there. But with Colin Farrell, they put they 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 they, they slapped so much on him, Colin Farrell gets lost. Like the colonist just disappears in a meat casing. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> that is suspiciously specific, Matt. You're feeling yeah, this too much. I'm not thought. a serial killer. <laughs> How do we know that? I'm not a serial killer. Said and every the serial next, killer. <laughs> the next day, Misha wakes up in a meat casing, <laughs> or I find a horse's head in my bed. <laughs> you'll find a. You'll find a. A size fourteen human skin. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bit. It puts the a, lotion on the skin. <laughs> Wait, you're it's, talking about me? <laughs> oh my god, it's it just it's just oh. making it in the cut. Anyway, <laughs> no, like, uh, I'm I'm cautiously uh, some... excited about the Batman. Like, I know a lot of people dunked on it a bit. You know, even people who I'm normally inclined to agree with about, oh, uh, here's another grim dark Batman, grim dark Batman, whatever. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? DC and WB are like big mainstream corporation as corporations. You can't expect them to like have an irreverent or incredibly novel take on the Batman. If it happens, it's a pleasant surprise. But at this point forward in time, you know, it, from now from now and forward at the time. We have to expect that most versions mm-hmm. of Batman are still going to be in that canonically dark operatic, you know, realm. And trying to trying to yeah, hope for I don't know Adam West Batman or something is a little like a little bit of a stretch. But I am interested in the sort of whole detective angle that they're trying to pursue. But what I do uh, want to talk about that interests me a lot is the Suicide Squad film. I don't know a lot about it. Haven't really followed it, but. Um, they sh- they did a big like character dump that uh, at the convention. Mm-hmm. From what I could see, it looks like James Gunn is just doing. He's he's being James Gunn, and I am all for it. Honestly, it, it looks feels ridiculous. like Guardians of the Galaxy. Except though. there are thirteen of them. But, right? John the but there's thirteen of them. <laughs> uh, but with John Cena. The- do you mean like an in, like a blank? There's like one blank picture in the reveal. I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, um, well, yeah, you can't see him, but I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't be uh, allowed to get that one. Oh, 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 fuck. It's okay. You're old. We get it. No, but, but I love, I love, I love the uh, gun. I, I love the gun scene, the joke. I liked it. I, I liked it. I liked seeing that Harley Quinn has some of the agency that we saw in her last movie, Birds of Prey. Yes, she's continuity. Not as just, 
right? And she's not just eye candy the way she kind of was in the first one. Yes, goodbye to the booty shorts. I love her. I cosplay her. I, as, as a cosplayer, I'm super excited for Harley's new costume and Suicide Squad 2. It's so badass. It's like all leather. and She's like a freaking rocket launcher. She's ready to It looks take like the names. outfit she had in Arkham Knight. Yeah, and in a good way because Arkham Knight has a, a cartoony, yeah. weird, hypersexualized thing. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, I not, totally I, I, agree with you. Arkham City, yeah. yeah, Misha, it's less male gazy, which right? I appreciate because I wasn't really into the first Suicide Squad movie. So this one has more promise, more characters. I hope so. so that might mean more death. <laughs> I think, yeah, no, you're, I think you're, I think you're on the money for on, on, on the mark for this one because, like, you know, there are thirteen characters and we're looking at it and it's like. Yeah, some of those some of those guys are fucking dying, and it's called the Suicide Squad, not the Survivor Squad. <laughs> yeah, well, it better not be John Cena. That's all I can say. Don't worry, if he dies, you won't see it. <laughs> I'm still with it. What, what can you say about Justice League? Because I, 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 I've made my thoughts very clear in the <laughs> other podcast. So I want to hear somebody. I want to hear somebody else talk about it for once. <laughs> yeah, I've expended way too much emotion on that. I was gonna say that I'm more interested in the Batman than the Snyder cut. Like it does nothing for me. <laughs> I'm not that. Uh, also, can I just say it. I wasn't excited about a trailer that uses Leonard Cohen's "Hallelujah" for the 534th time in in, in internet promotion <laughs> history. <laughs> Yeah, re- talk about rehashing. Didn't we see this before? Mm-hmm. Well, to be Watch fair, <laughs> but who directed that? No, but the, so the thing is, like, <laughs> and I, I, I've mentioned this uh, on the other show, is that I was on the same page as you guys. I thought it was a little bit on the nose. I thought, uh, why are you making us listen to this again? And it turns out it was his daughter's favorite song. Oh, no, I feel like a dick now. <laughs> Matthew doesn't care. <laughs> no, but in a, in a nutshell, for me, I just want to see it come out, if only to put an end to everybody who's saying how much better this cut is going to be. Whether or not it is, is a moot point, I think. Because it's happening. <laughs> um, at least it's going to stop people saying what could have been. So now we're going to see what could have been, whether or not it's going to be good. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like we had a whole episode about this, but I think in a nutshell, you know, it's 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 a put, it's a put up or shut up moment. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like you know, Zack exactly. Snyder and the fans that who supported him, you know, like, I'm not throwing shade at the fans. Like if they're fans of Zack Snyder and they're, they're genuinely like behind him as a creative fan, artist, then sure, whatever. Now we get to see like whether that, that belief and conviction in what is possible is actually deserved. Absolutely. And if it's terrible, then, eh. I mean, life goes on, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, what are they going to go up in arms about? Because this has been going on for <laughs> the longest like, we're, time. We're on, four, we're, on four year, we're on four years for this, by the way. Four years of this nonsense. <laughs> Wait, when did Justice League come out? Know. Actually, I, I, I might be... 2017. Okay. November 2017. Okay, so three years. <laughs> November or December. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, God, just get it over with already. Seriously. <laughs> but if they are, if they become disappointed, would they even voice that out? Because they were so vocal about bringing back the Yeah, cut. that's true though. You. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what if it, they get let down? That's true. You're, are, you, are, you, are, you, are you implying, Karen, that 
they might double down so hard on the idea that it is good that they'll just deny anything. Yes, because, <laughs> because that is human nature. Fair enough. Yeah, when is the last time you ever saw anybody on the internet admit they were wrong about something? Exactly. Um, actually, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Humility does not exist in this dojo. <laughs> Someone is wrong on the internet. I cannot see. What? <laughs> <laughs> Cancel them! <laughs> That's when, when I knew I was getting old. You know, I, I I came to a point in my life that I start I saw people on the internet who were wrong, and I was like, eh, going to bed. Man, <laughs> 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 such I have strength, a life. such maturity. <laughs> no more like exhaustion. <laughs> yes, as you slither yep. into bed at yep. eight p.m. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, day two of DC Fandom is coming soon, and we are looking forward to. All the stuff that's still going to be forthcoming. I don't know what they still have by way of reveals, but I think the first day pretty much covered all the big stuff. So maybe with all the glitz and glamour out of the way, maybe now we'll get some meat about what's really happening over at DC Comics. I don't mean that in a controversial sense. I just am interested to know because there's a lot of big storylines happening now. There's a lot of big creators working on projects uh, and it'll be interesting. Like, um, are we going to be looking at toys? Are we going to be looking at new titles? Are we going to be looking at maybe, I don't know, a new Batman animated show? Uh, I'm interested. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe some of the stuff that will happen that has been talked about in this in day one with like, you know, the milestone comic stuff. Like maybe all that stuff will move, for, move forth into day two and sort of pay forward and, and all that stuff. Well, yeah, there's so many more else. shows. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just thinking like, if nothing else... I hope that all of this talk and all this buzz gets people talking, gets people interested in looking up the source material, to be honest, because I I really love comic books and I'll be sad when everything goes digital, but (laughs) I I just don't want them to stop making comics. (laughs) I mean, now it makes me sound old. I'm sorry, but there's just something about (laughs) getting my day. (laughs) In my day, we had stars. (laughs) My day, you couldn't swipe <laughs> through a book, but um, yeah, I, I, I'm really looking forward to see if they can deliver the same kind of a game that they did on day one, except this time for the comics. Um, I yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to more creator panels, uh, more in the comic book side if they're ever gonna tackle that. <laughs> <laughs> right, and of course the. Uh, <laughs> so, and the other shows I'm really curious about Batwoman because nga, nag, mag-iiba yeah, right. yeah, yeah they have a new it's one it's not Ruby yeah, Rose anymore um, right right yeah. Javinda something yeah. hopefully yeah yeah, yeah that's really true and hopefully back. more fan yeah, I'm so sad about what happened there but I, I we're, we're, we're out of time so I guess we can't really get into it but I'm really sad about Oh, uh, what happened with Ruby Rose Ruby Rose the show I think yeah. uh, the show wasn't actually that great but I was very so I, I really wanted it to work out so did I I mean I was oh, hoping it would find its yeah. footing mm-hmm. I was hoping it would get better in the second season mm-hmm. I sorry, just wanted sorry, to Karen? bring up I just want to bring up Aquaman none of us oh, mentioned shit. the panel I, oh right right James right James Wan sorry. y'all my apologies <laughs> just just more. we can talk about it more I you know what we do. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna, no, we're gonna but, take all of this stuff that we haven't been able to talk about, which isn't that much after we covered a lot. Bank that shit and and, and put it into 
the next episode that Karen appears in. <laughs> oh no. For now, we have to wrap this all up in a meat casing. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Should, should I be scared? Wait, wait, why are we back to the meat casing? One of our back. producers is also beeping me and going like, what about Black Adam? Yeah, we missed The Rock. Jesus, uh, <laughs> There's so much to talk about. You think you could see past John Cena to see The Rock? We <laughs> could smell him. Although we did, we did see much except for the concept art. Although the concept art was super cool because it was, it was uh, slightly who, who animated. It? It was Jim Lee. Yeah, it was slightly animated. <laughs> was it Jim Lee? And uh, the was <laughs> I'm I'm being Tita right now, and I don't remember. It's okay. You, I I want to know what what was what was Jason Momoa doing through all through Aquaman two? He was not there. Was he? I don't know. He wasn't. He wasn't. It was just a conjuring guy. Night Owl. <laughs> the, conj- the conjuring guy. <laughs> Let me look guy. at my notes. Oh, yeah. You he wasn't there. He wasn't there. It was just Night Owl and yeah. James Wan. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Don't remind me he was Night Owl. Oh, God. my goodness. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, <laughs> the circle is now complete. No, but Matthew, <laughs> Math- Matthew knows this. I have a soft spot for that Watchmen movie. I actually like it. We have a working theory no, I like that it. next episode, but you don't love it. Next episode, <laughs> I, don't know, I have a I will watch that movie. Oh for my god! I'll watch that movie for you. I'll get the lotion. <laughs> no, but uh, again, I think that Snyder does great work when he has something to adapt, not when he has to do his own thing, yeah. as we have seen. <laughs> I'm okay with 300. I'm okay with Watchmen. Everything after that was pretty much garbage, <laughs> except for that one with the owls. <laughs> That was a big question mark. Mm. No, but it was good. I just he find made that it for a scene, kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was based so on a book. Much oh, content. great. There we go. Yeah, he, he based it off a book. So again, he's good when he's adapting something. So he's not the one writing it. Oh, well, I tried. <laughs> Sorry, Zack Snyder. I tried to defend you. <laughs> anyway, and that has been another episode of Three Point Landing. Thank you again, Karen, for joining us to talk tonight. Yay, thanks for having me. Yeah, I, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, um, as always, you, if you like this episode, uh, catch us up on all the socials. Uh, we've got a Facebook page at facebook.com slash ph. You can yell at me on Twitter for random video game opinions at Arcelia Matthew. Uh, you can find our podcast and all other previous episodes uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Three Point Landing is a production of Big Baby Studios. This is Matthew. I'm Misha. And I'm Karen. (laughs) And that's a wrap.